Welcome to Hometown Zeroes. I'm Anita Silwal, your host. Hometown Zeroes is the voice of the spirit of woman. There is no stopping and no limits of what she can do. The real-life experience, motivation, compassion, courage, and a determination is what you will hear from our Zeroes. We hope you will find stories like yours, a story of struggle, success, empowerment, and influence. The show is an honor and reverence for those who have authenticated impossible to I am possible and to foster those who are putting through its spaces. In this episode of Hometown Zeroes, we have Dr. Sally Davis Stone. She is the founder of the Well Woman Network. I sat along with Dr. Stone, an educator, advocate, and entrepreneur from Lakeland, Florida, to talk about her path to empowerment. empowering self and empowering ones that you surround for her choices are imperative to empower and to be empowered i think the word that comes to my mind when i think about women's empowerment is choices it's all about opportunities to take advantage of those things that will move you from that place of 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 meniality to a place of just excellence and everything that you may aspire to do. So when when someone is empowered, they were are filled with the sense of of accomplishment, a sense of ability to go beyond what's considered the ordinary and reach for those things that are extraordinary. When we close our eyes, we get to envision without limitations. And so when I close my mind, the first thing that comes to me when I think about empowerment is Michelle Obama. I think she is the quintessential role model in empowering yourself to do great things, not just because she was married to the president of the United States, but because in her own right, she sought to change and make an impact. And then I can't help but say when I think about empowerment, I think about my mother. I think about the fact that she raised seven children as a single parent after my father passed. at the age of 35 she was 32 with seven children and she received her high school diploma at the age of 55 she raised all of us on her own without one complaint to me that's amazing empowerment dr stone's advocacy for equal pay and opportunities for african american women is noteworthy she believes her doctoral degree and the spirit of entrepreneurship has landed her towards limitless possibilities nevertheless she points out the multi-layer pay gap is inequitable when i started my dissertation research for my doctorate um and it my degree is in ed leadership and management with the focus on women in leadership mentoring women and so a lot of the research and the body of research surrounded women and their stories of struggle to success. And the word that actually became very very important was what interventions happened along each woman's journey to either propel them, to sidetrack them or to give them that uh empowerment to move forward. And so I think that it really boils down to what moves us towards our destiny what impels us 
to move forward in spite of conflicts or challenges. And for me, it was the point in which I found myself in a very dark place and that my ideas and concepts of who I was professionally became challenged and I had to do something different. And because I took a leap of faith and decided to jump into the arena of entrepreneurship, I find myself now with limitless opportunities to educate, to coach and mentor, and to fulfill my passion of education and helping women become holistically well. It's so amazing that the work that you're doing, the work of just getting the story out, getting the message out, because there's so many different paths. My particular path may vary and look different from someone else's, but I can tell you some of the things that really were a um, uh, struggle. It, number one, I would say the gap in money. I mean, the gap in salaries, the, the fact that as a woman of color, my salary may reflect 80 cents on a dollar. And this is based on research. This is some of the research I did in my, in my doctoral program. But I may get 80 cents on the dollar versus 90 cents on the dollar for a non-woman of color versus a dollar for a male. So even when you look at the differentiation between women of color and women who are, you know, Caucasian or white, there is still a gap. And then women in general are gonna have a gap between men. So that generally is one of the things that became very, very obvious to me. And the other, I think, is probably one that I don't know how many people have had to deal with, but in women that I've talked to, I think many, especially African-American women have had to deal with. And that is simply the concept of being a mad black female. I know that if I raise my voice just a tad bit, if I sit up a little bit too straight, if I look you dead in the eye and I don't blink, if I exude the kind of confidence that says that I not only have earned the right to be here, but I am supposed to be here. Sometimes society is so judgmental on not only how women talk, but also on how we walk, how we eat, and how we look. Is society triggered when a woman speaks with authority and confidence? I was very much intrigued by the concept of, yes, I am mad, that Dr. Stone described. I wanna just really take a minute and talk about the concept of the mad black female, because I did research on it, and personally I have found that it has been something that has been a, a nemesis for me in my own professional career. Whenever a woman exudes a little bit too much confidence or she speaks with the authority that most non-women often or just men speak with, she gets tagged. She's a mad black female. And that really began to burden and weigh on me. And I wanted to understand why, because I am able to hold a certain level of intelligence that I have to be deemed as mad. And so what I want to say is I, I, I thought that either this is going to overtake me or I need to do something about it. And I began to meditate on it. And what I simply came up with is that sometimes the very thing that is negative can drive you to do the very positive. In other words, you take 
lemons and make lemonade. And so I came up with this simple um, hashtag. Yes, I am mad. Absolutely, I'm mad. But I'm making a difference, not angry. Mad means make a difference. Do you think the challenges that you have faced when you were a kid or during your teenage times, are those challenges different with what the challenges the girls are facing right now? Absolutely. They are different and yet the same. There's nothing new under the sun. And so I'm a little different because I was a nerdy kid. I was the smart. In fact, one of my names was Super Smart Sal. And so I wasn't the cutest in the world. I wasn't, you know, the, the most uh, fashionable. But I loved to read and I was smart and I loved to study people. And I understood with seven brothers and sisters that if I just sat back and watched them make mistakes, I could learn some things. So my upbringing was a little bit different. I was a military brat. I went to school right out of college. I did it the way everyone said. I was senior class vice president, cheerleader, you know, all of those things that were amazing, which sometimes is not the experience that many young girls have. But even with that being the case, with all of the support that I had, there are definitely some challenges that are inherent now. And so I speak to that for my own daughter who's 18 and becoming a young woman in her own right. And I share with her those challenges that I had and that I think young girls have today. And one big one is owning who you are and being okay with who you are. Whether your, your, your lips are big or whether they're small, whether your facial uh, expression is one of happiness or one of, of solemnness we have learned and I've embraced me. And so my hashtag now, my, my, I went from super smart Sal to glad to be me. That's my email now because I'm glad, regardless the good, the bad, the happy and the sad, it all goes together. Despite all these challenges and the struggles that you have faced, what keeps you get going? What's That's that secret? One. I, I tell you, it actually ties to that word that we started with, empowerment. I am empowered to be the very best me that I can be. And in fact, no one else can beat me being me. And so I am inspired by individuals who have embraced diversity and adversity and in the midst of it all, still found the opportunity to grow and to develop and to be inspired and to motivate and to be good at what they are in spite of failure. And so what motivates me is a smile. What motivates me is a beautiful sunset. What motivates me is the opportunity to collaborate with individuals much like yourself and other women and other men who want to make a difference and make an impact. They often say that, you know, you are a product of your environment. And my environment was one of love and kindness and acceptance. Dr. Stone seeks opportunities and challenges, a chance to empower kids, to collaborate, and an opportunity to educate and influence girls to be independent. She believes the education system we have is not enough to help girls meet their health and mental needs. Without knowledge, people are going to perish. And I think sometimes we have become so complacent 
with education and that it is made available. It is something that we expect for myself. Going to college was something that I knew was an expectation. I knew regardless of the fact of what it was gonna require, the sacrifices that my mom, my father had made, that education was something that would help me to reach my goals. And so education today in all of this evolution because it is moving at the speed of light and there are so many different ways to define education. It's not simply a four-year institution. Education in the form of internships and mentorships and education in the form of apprenticeships, those are things that are left untapped. And I think that is going to be something that we are going to have to really begin to explore. How people can connect with someone and they bring their gifts to the table and you add the gifts of the other person and you make something really powerful out of that. You know, in order to get girls to understand how important it is for them to embrace their uniqueness and own the, the, all the pieces that go with femininity and being empowered to, to share that with others, there has to be an education. So we have to move away from hide the fact that you're feminine, hide the fact that you need hygiene products and you know you take a great big book bag to school and fill it with things and you know because you're afraid to even show that you are a woman and you have feminine hygiene needs that are different from boys or men. And because we haven't even progressed to the place where we are, are, are open enough to acknowledge that, then we have a lot of work. We've got a lot of peeling back the onion to do. Because until we do that, young girls are gonna feel like that's something that you keep in private. That's something that you, hush, don't even mention. I um, have a funny story, and this may wind up on the edit floor, but when my daughter came of age, um, she, she talked about, you know, when she would speak about her, her femininity and coming into the age of, of having a cycle or a period, she called it her trial. I'm like, why do you call it a trial? She said, because it's something you have to endure. She looked at it as a trial. And I, at first, I, because I, my daughter is very creative and eclectic and she's an artist at heart. And the way she uses words is very much like an artist brush. And so she said it was a trial. And as I began to think about that, I said, it absolutely is. We have made it a sentence for young girls. It is imperative to have sea voices around us, especially when our girls seek strong, powerful and determined woman to be their role models. The negative part of that is there's not enough education in schools to make young girls feel comfortable. There was a book that we wrote, we read, Are You There, God Is Me, Margaret. It's about a young girl who comes of age and she gets her, her um, cycle and she just didn't understand, you know. She felt like she had been punished. So when in seventh grade, the thing that sticks out to me the most for something that should be deemed one of the most beautiful occurrences that can happen to a young girl. I was terrified. And one of the things that terrified me the most was that I had to go tell my male principal what happened so that I could go home. If they did nothing but put appropriate people in place so girls would feel comfortable going to someone, 
in high school in 2018 there are a lot of young girls who do not want to go to the office and say can I have a pad and you have someone who's sitting on the other side of the desk and I'm not naming any schools that go do you need a pad honey <laughs> let's just broadcast the fact why couldn't you just simply say yes ma'am hold on just a second so we either are this far on the side of the pendulum or this far it's time to come to the middle health safety and well-being says we have to meet certain criteria so let's just check this box off and all is well but in fact all is not well and so there has to be more being done there has to be more resources there has to be more education there actually needs to be a holistic approach to it so you can't just one box it you know this box fits everybody that's not gonna work has not worked so there really needs to be a lot more done and this is this is this may get me in trouble but let me give you an analogy look how much research education information that we put into figuring out how to make athletes the best athletes they can possibly be i'm just gonna leave it right there you are listening to hometown zeros experience and words of encouragement to those who are seeking inspiration from someone like them, someone's voice that echoes as their own. We thank Dr. Sally Davis Stone for her valuable time. Hometown Zeros is produced in collaboration with Welcome Womanhood, a nonprofit working for woman empowerment. I'm Anita Silwal. Thank you for listening.